Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. My name is Janelle. And I'm Jenna. And if you're watching on YouTube, just don't. Thank you. Come again another week. <laughs> we have, have a lot going on right now. <laughs> I have, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. This is not sponsored, by the way. They're called it's frownies. Funny. And they're like <laughs> these like wrinkle patches. And the idea is they're like non-invasive. They're basically like craft paper. I was just taking my picture. Um, I took a picture of Jenna and I'll share it on the Instagram page. Essential oils. So I look like a character from Avatar and you (laughs) – I just need to color them blue. And you put them on and they help basically like iron out your wrinkles. They like retrain your muscles and the longer you wear them, the more benefit you see. And I was like, well, I'm – I show, I sleep with them every night and I was like, I show a lot of expression during the podcast, so I'm going to try and wear them and help. <laughs> and they've made a difference. I sent Janelle before and after. Yeah, they have and made a difference and I don't believe crazy. in, uh, I don't necessarily, I'm a Botox filler, as you yes. can tell, kind of gal. And they actually are making a difference. And if it wasn't, I would be like, Jenna, stop. And- I know. And I like, I saw it on one of these, um, the Instagram people that I follow that's a little more like she's actually really like natural earthy and she had a before and after and she wasn't sponsored. And that's when I was like, okay, if she's promoting this and she's not sponsored, I'm going to really actually look into this because mm-hmm. I'm always skeptical when they're sponsored. I was like, I'm just going to try it. And I've been very impressed because I have really deep lines on my forehead because I'm very, I have a lot of expression. So <laughs> I haven't tried any of the other ones. They have them for like eyes, uh, mouth. They even have like a chin neck one. <gasps> I need the neck one for tech neck because the Botox yeah. to fix your neck is so expensive and I just don't oh. have like, I mean, I don't mind spending the money on my face, but it feels silly to spend it on my neck. It's like yeah. $500 to just do your neck and I just can't justify it. And you have to do it more than once, right? Well, yeah. Usually. Botox is every three months. So. Oh yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. And it's yeah. like this big like patch thing. All right. So, I'll take it. I'll buy yeah. it. I'm buying. I'll, you should be sponsored because <laughs> I'm already buying. <laughs> I know. And so I was like, why not try them? And it's, it's fine. And, Jenna, and so Jenna didn't want to record early this morning and it's because she didn't want to take off her forehead mask. I know. I was like, well, can I come on with my frownies? And she's like, of course. So. Of course you can bring your frownies. I'm bringing, I got my lips uh, lip blushed. And so they are like very big and very pink right now because they're healing. And so we just are quite the show today. We are. So and we were just <laughs> laughing that we used to like come on here so put together. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I'm now wearing we're my just, one like, more episode pajama shirt and my giant lips. And- hey, that's like appropriate for the podcast too. yeah okay it's podcast episode. shirt I mean I'm gonna write it off on my taxes that I don't do <laughs> that I don't yeah. have because I don't have an income right oh I love it I love it I just write in one $25 t-shirt and they're like man you don't have any income or tax what are you doing oops but we are coming up on a year which is I exciting. know Josh said that to me the other day we stuck with it I know that's crazy it's a year that just went by really fast it was really fast it was really fun and I per- Jenna and I haven't talked about this I don't have any inclination to stop going no. anytime soon okay good now Jenna I'm and I here. just established we'll keep going we just bring <laughs> you heard for it. another season you're welcome right on live TV, yep. live, right on live zoom live zoom <laughs> 
<laughs> what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about why women criticize other women. And there are, if you are not guilty of this, I don't believe you, but God mm-hmm. bless you, but I don't believe you. I'd like to circle back to I don't believe you. It is very prevalent in our culture. We are seeing it a lot. Jenna is actually pretty good at not doing this. I think I – You're good at try, not doing it. I try not to do it only because I have been like the lowest of the low in every position, mm-hmm. I feel like. So it makes it hard for me to feel – I don't know. Well, according to this, the reason that we don't do it is because we feel pretty fulfilled in our lives. So okay. that spoiler alert, but in my opinion, I don't do it because I just empathize so much with everyone. Same here. Like I truly empathize with everyone going through everything. Mm-hmm. And I have been at, you've been at deeper rock bottoms than me. Yeah. We could probably have a rock bottom, like rock bottom off. Cause I don't even yeah. know if you know all my good ones, but we're hanging out um, there together. <laughs> yes. And so I just so like, don't ever think anybody's doing a shitty job unless like their kids are full, full-time shitheads. Then I'm kind of like, what's going on. But like, also mm-hmm. I, even I, Jenna and I have talked about that before when there's some kids that are a shithead, we'll say like, well, let's think about what must be going on with them. Like somebody at home, like something's going on that's hard yeah. there. And there's something bigger than we know going on. Like, we're not just like, she sucks. Like, right. Or we've had our kids be complete shitheads. Oh, God. We're doing everything we can. And we're like, like Brandon and I, my husband, have had conversations like, where do they get this? Like, we don't teach them to act or talk like this. And they still sometimes do it. But it's not even just like with parenting. Like, in my opinion, women are very competitive and criticize each other Mm -hmm. physically. And yes, that's a huge one. Personally, I've had a lot of the comments are very like passive. You know, or Ooh, tell oh, I'm just example. joking. Like people would be like, "Oh, I'm just just kidding. joking." Makes me furious. You're not yes. just joking, or you wouldn't say it. And there's even those just like subtle things. Like I remember yeah. when I was working, if I got dressed up, somebody would be like, "Oh, mm, why are we so fancy today?" Yeah, and it's that's like so annoying. Yeah, and that doesn't, as the recipient, that doesn't make you feel good. No. Instead of being like oh my gosh, you look great today. Like, is there a special occasion or do you just want to get fancy? Like, there's a huge difference in how you say it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's out of jealousy because the person looks good. And so personally, I really try to not say stuff like that because Mm -hmm. I know how it feels. And I am a highly sensitive person. And so it might not impact everyone, but highly sensitive people know what that feels like. And it feels pretty totally. And then you get totally. self-conscious and you're like, oh my gosh, like maybe I shouldn't have worn this today. Well, now it's too yeah. late. Like I can't go home or, you know, or you get a new hair thing, haircut, like, or color. And somebody's like, oh, like you changed your hair. Yeah. And it's not, that's not a positive thing. And yeah. women are so quick to do that to other women. Yeah. I don't like it. It is. It is yucky. (laughs) And I, most of what I'm going to be talking about today is coming from the most amazing article I found on the, which I've never, I've never perused the Goop website before, Gwyneth Paltrow's website. (gasps) It's so good. I wanted to hate her for so long because, you know, she came out with like the vagina perfume, but like, what? Girl. I didn't know that. I think she came out with a perfume. uh, There was some weird like vat, like orgasm candle. It was orgasm candle. I'm pretty sure. It was what like is a big this? Joke. What is? <laughs> I just looked it up, and it is goop. This candle smells like my vagina candle. So I was ew, and I'm it's seventy five U S dollars, my love. No. All right, so I'm holding it up to the screen, even though we told you not to watch. This candle smells like my vagina. What does that smell like? You know what? I'll send you one for your birthday, and you. Can I'm tell good. Me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You don't want to know what uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina smells like. 
I, I hope mean, it smells brilliant- like the ocean. <laughs> It better. It better smell like um, gingerbread because that's the only kind of candle I fucking want in my house. But so I was like very like, oh, my God, give me a break. Gwyneth Paltrow just sells. But like her website is that Goop website. It's not hers. Let's not pretend that Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. is like overseeing this. It's fucking really good. Most um, of and it, it. Yeah. There are some like. Oh, is there cringies? I mean, just some stuff that I'm like, eh, but oh, some sure of the articles are really very, good. Yeah. I'm like elitist, like entitled, like oh, right. privilege yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, so this article is by Tara Moore and she is author of Playing Big, Practical Wisdom for Women Who Want to Speak Up, Create, and Lead. And this is a Q&A that was done with her by someone on the Goop website. But it talks about criticism is painful and praise feels good for both men and women. What other people think affects women more dramatically, though. And she gives a bunch of reasons. We're relationship oriented. We pick up more information than others think, which is what Jenna was just talking about. A host of studies show that women are more adept at reading facial expressions and body language than men. Duh. And then I think this one's really important. This is something that also came up in, um, I listened to the Red Table Talk, which is hosted on Facebook by Jada Pinkett Smith. Does she go by Jada Pinkett or I don't know? Because her and Will are always on and off. This is also a pop culture (laughs) now. But um, Red Table Talk on Facebook did an, uh, they talked a lot about approval from others has always been our lifeline as women. For most of history, women couldn't protect themselves through legal, political, or financial means. Mm -hmm. We didn't have options. We could ensure our survival only by adapting to what was desired and approved by with those with greater power. The legacy of that history is still alive in us and makes criticism or challenging the status quo feel like particularly high stakes. We are often rightly afraid of personal attacks. This one is number five, which is so important. We have got years and years of good girl conditioning. Messages like don't rock the boat and be likable. And this makes doing something that won't be approved of feel transgressive. And Mm -hmm. lastly, what Jenna was talking about, our culture focuses on women's appearances, beauty, weight, etc. Sending girls and women the message that how others perceive us matters a great deal. And this article goes down to break down why it actually doesn't matter why anyone, mm-hmm. what anyone thinks of us. And if I could just like tattoo anything into my brain, it would be the points of this article explaining why it doesn't matter one shit what anyone thinks about you. Because I struggle more with this than a lot of, mm-hmm. and Josh says, Josh, my husband constantly, Jenna will attest, my husband does not care what anyone thinks of him, even if it makes my life a living awkward hell. He doesn't care. He'll say what he thinks. He doesn't like moderate himself for anyone. And I am always just like sitting in the corner with my shirt pulled up over my face. Like he'll be like, I don't want to be offensive, but, and I'll be like, Mm -hmm. stop, stop (laughs) when we're at a party. Like I'll yell across the room, like, don't do it. And I care so much. And he's always like, why do you care? No one's opinion matters, but your own. And it is that hyper intuitive fear of criticism. Mm -hmm. And I think it's some of that is like how we are raised, how Mm -hmm. we as women have been taught to handle society. But I think also some of it is just a personality trait that we can't Mm -hmm. get rid of. And my husband has said the same thing, like, what does it matter what they think? And I'm like, well, you can say that, but it's, I can pretend like it doesn't matter, but it still gnaws at me on the inside. No one feels good when they're not liked or when they're not accepted by others. Like, I don't know. I just, I wish I didn't care, but I do. I think men can, but maybe there's women that don't care either. But like you and I were talking about, on average, women are hyper Mm -hmm. aware of body, like the article says, body language and facial expression. 
There's probably, and like you and I talked about like the cutting remarks of like, oh, your hair is different. Or like I used to notice a lot because I, Jenna knows I always showed up in workout clothes for preschool drop off and pick up. And then like on a, like one time I came to read to the class and I was dressed in regular clothes with like makeup on and everybody was like, wow. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fucking K, I get it. Like yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm dressed up because I put on mascara today. Right. And yeah. like, I don't think that sometimes it comes from a cutting place, but I think that women need to be a little bit more aware of like, just we let's not comment on each other's appearance unless it's like, I notice what I try to do is if someone looks really good one day, I try to find one part of them and compliment that mm-hmm. part. Like if somebody has full hair and makeup, a cute outfit on and great shoes and a great handbag, I'll be like, oh my gosh, are your shoes new? They're so cute. Like you yeah. don't need to be like, oh, look at you showing up looking like Madonna. Right. Like There's a difference in yes. that comment versus complimenting. And I think yes. some people need some lessons Ooh, in complimenting. That's a good point. <laughs> like comment versus compliment are, yes. yes. So one time my mom told me that, you know, women do like to be complimented and as much as we pretend like we don't. And so whenever she would see someone that she didn't know, like say we were Mm -hmm. at a store and there was a checkout lady and she was like in a bad mood or something. And my mom was always like, find something kind to say to her, but don't fake it. Like if she has her nails done and you like them, like don't just think it in your head, like say it out loud. Yes. Or if you don't have anything to say about like, you know, something like her nails or something, then say something like kind, sweet, off topic. That's not, how are you kind of thing. Yes. And their demeanor changes night and day. And it's funny because I, my mom always told me like, if you like something about somebody, tell them if it's, Oh, you have a beautiful smile, like tell them, or you are just one of the kindest people I've ever met. Tell them that kind of stuff. Now my kids do it. And it's so funny because like we they were do. walking through somewhere and like this lady had this purse that was like all like jeweled up and stuff. And Ezra's <laughs> like, excuse me, ma'am. And she was like, yes. And he was like, I really like your purse. And she was like, oh, oh thank you. Like, I bet he and so I, right. And I know some people have the thought of like, don't compliment anything physical, but as women, I mean, we like it, even if it's our accessories, our shoes, our nails, our hair. Like, I mean, I, it makes me feel good if somebody's like, Oh, I really like your hair. Like, where do you get it done? And I think we're moving away, hopefully, as a culture of commenting on like body shape and like. Oh, yeah, that's a no. Like, our thing is always like, we. We don't and also body. don't we don't compliment how skinny someone is just like we don't compliment the any opposite because there's a lot of people that don't a lot of people are talking now about like we don't say like oh my god look at you you've lost so much weight well you don't know that like they had mm-hmm. a miscarriage and they're going through a right. divorce and like yeah don't comment but on I you. also oh my god, look at you. yeah yeah true don't think I, it's I, wrong if you know your friend is like working yes, hard yeah I don't think yes. it's wrong to yes. Tell them they're doing a great job in terms but of But you that. have like, insider information at that exactly. point. Exactly. Don't exactly. walk up to someone that you see once a year and be like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, that's mm-hmm. hard too if you know that they've been working. <sighs> yeah, that's a tricky one. We're, like I know we'll, like we'll I was know working really hard and – right. I know I was working really hard at one point. It was like during the pandemic. And remember I like couldn't figure yeah. out why I was gaining yeah. weight. Turns out it was like my iron, all these levels. Yeah. And 
I think kind of figured it out. And you said to me before you moved, you were like, you look really good today. Like your stomach is super flat. Like you look great. And that made me feel so good. You and look so I think- strong and like hard, like hard. Yeah. And I was like, yes, Jenna. Cause I knew so that I think you were that- like fumbling exactly. along. <laughs> and you knew I was struggling with how yeah. I was feeling. And that made me feel good. And I was like, okay, so I'm on like the right path. And so I think yeah. to that extent, it's okay. And like, yes. you didn't do it in front of our kids. Like it was or one-on-one. Like large group. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important too. Like mm-hmm. a girlfriend and I were talking yesterday, like when we as women get to that point to where like, like especially being in your thirties, the weight doesn't just stay off like it used to and you have to work. And so we were talking mm-hmm. about how we don't talk about that in front of our kids. So her and I will talk about it like privately one-on-one. Yeah. And I think that's also something that is different generational because yes, I remember like – changing generationally because all – like no offense. Sorry, mom. But like <laughs> – yes. And so it was like our generation grew up like hearing about like us criticizing Constantly. women's bodies. Yeah, And so it's like – that's what we always heard. And so I think every it- commercial was a weight yes. loss commercial. Every magazine was filled with like, do you remember that even when I was Slim like, we were in college? Yeah. And when we were in college, it was like, oh, look at how fat Jessica Simpson got. Yeah. And I was like, what? And she looked like me. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Or like, yep. she's on a beach and she has like, everybody has cellulite. Like, oh yes. my God. And it was just like, look at her whole life must be, her husband must be repulsed. And like, right. this is why Nick Lachey left. And it was like, yeah. oh my God, stop. And so like, it's that's like, what we grew up on. Right. A steady diet of what is wrong with her. Mm-hmm. So just constantly criticizing everyone's bodies. And I think mm-hmm. if we transition to this more, let's not talk about bodies and Especially like don't even compliment. Don't compliment, don't criticize bodies. If yeah. we can leave that, I think it would help a lot. I it's mean, so knows? hard. And that's something uh, one of my girlfriends back from Minnesota would say, and this is something that helps with your kids, is when your kid notices something different about someone. And I know there's like mixed reviews on this, but there's a, there's opportunities for you to say, oh, like when Zach says like, oh, why is that boy in a wheelchair? Like if that boy mm-hmm. is in earshot, you can say, well, would you like to talk to him and ask him what his name yes. is and get to know him? But there's also, we talk to our kids when we're privately with them about, we don't talk about how other people's bodies look. We talk about how they make us feel. Exactly. And this, like one of my girlfriends was like, her son was like, why does that man have such a huge neck? And she was like, that's not something you can walk up and be like, would you like to meet? Yeah. She was like, we talk about how people make us feel, not how their bodies look. That's something you can instill in your kids privately. But when you get put in that weird situation, if it is um, a differently abled person, you can always say, would you like to go up and introduce yourself and say, hi, Mm -hmm. my name is Zach and get to know this person. Right. And then if that conversation comes out of it, fine. Otherwise, my kids 80% of the time just end up being friends with this person and don't ask any follow-up questions. And they're usually pretty open because I think, again, our generation was like, we were taught like, look away. Don't say anything. Don't say that. Don't say anything. Don't look. Look away. Yeah. Yeah. And as a kid, you're curious. And so then you learn like, oh, okay, something's wrong with them. And so mm-hmm. that's a form of like criticism. Something's wrong with them that they don't want to talk about. Like right. they should be ashamed to look away. I was, it was, yeah. I was look away when I was a kid. And like yeah. how fun is that to just go down the street and everybody like looks away. Right. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's oh my awful. God. Yeah. Okay. So one of the questions is why do you think women are so inclined to criticize each other? Where does it come from? And why is it so socially acceptable? Which is – So true. Why is it so socially acceptable? And I loved this answer. In any society, the people within a marginalized or low power group end up taking out that pain and anger on each other through in-group conflict. 
Mm-hmm. Women today are grappling with our own form of this. To the extent that women are each not fully empowered ourselves, we still are denying our own dreams or treating ourselves harshly. We will criticize, attack, and try to sabotage other women because it rattles us to see them have what we have not permitted ourselves to have. Mm-hmm. How good is that? Okay. We will lash out if we see something emerging or expressed in another woman that we have squashed within yes. ourselves. We won't wholeheartedly support another woman following her passion if we have talked ourselves out of our own. That's good. I know. Mic drop. Like we can just end the podcast right there. Done. Okay. So that's what we were talking about is it's coming from a place of disappointment within ourselves. And this article goes on and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get to it. it. Otherwise you can read it. It goes on to really dive into what are we squashing within ourselves that we are seeing in someone else that we are jealous of. And when, when you mm-hmm. and I, t- what episode were we talking about the people like, was it jealousy or something we were talking about Maybe. and what like we envy in other women and I envy other women that have big careers or more kids than I have that seem to be doing bigger and better things. So obviously, if you follow that lineage down, that tells me that I feel unfulfilled in something outside of raising a family mm-hmm. or I feel unfulfilled in – yeah, it's just – it's outside of raising a family. Like Or right. like I just feel like I'm not doing – I'm not reaching my full potential because I feel like people have more kids and are doing more or people have these big careers and are doing more. And I'm Mm -hmm. envious of that. I don't ever really find myself talking down about it, but I do say to Josh like all the time, like, oh, Elizabeth has 14 kids and is doing this, this, and this. And I'm just like here trying to survive. And I don't really say it to other women, but I say it to my husband and I think I say it to myself. Yes. And it's like, I hate to say it, but it's it's like that competition. And so it's like, you really want that. And so sometimes we become almost like obsessed with that person yeah. and you want to see them fail because it makes you feel good, which is yeah. awful. And it's like when you're really insecure and it's interesting because the people that I know are the harshest critics of other people mm-hmm. are the most insecure people that I know. Think about the harshest critic girl mm-hmm. girlfriend that you know and is she the And most it's usually insecure. physical as well as yeah. financial. Those are the two that I see a lot. Like Ooh, not financial like think making about that. money but nope, like half. Right. Like, like spend like keep like keeping track of other people's mm-hmm. finances. And like <gasps> when we I had a friend that like whenever we would get something new, she would just make like ridiculous comments like, mm-hmm. oh, another fancy purchase or, oh, how can you afford that? And stuff like that. And it's like, why yeah. are we saying that instead of being excited and mm-hmm. proud? Because yeah. she was also one that was like constantly shopping and buying stuff and had to have the first and new of everything. And I would try and like lift her up and be like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. You got a new car. Like, can I come over and see it? Then whenever I got something, and if you know us, you know that we are pretty frugal. Yeah. We do a purchase. It's well thought out. And it's like, been planned was, for a year or yeah. two. Yeah. And then there was no interest in it either. It wasn't like, let me see it. Like, tell me about it. And she was also insecure about looks as well. And so she would bring other people down to make herself feel better. It's like you said, it also makes you hurt for that person. It does. They're and, doing well, this because they're sad. It makes but then us I hurt, hurt too. For that per- yeah, but it makes yeah. us hurt for that person because we're empaths. But like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are just like, what a fucking bitch. Like, yeah. ew. This article was mind altering for me. And the fact yeah. that like, I always have, I just assume like there was something more going on at home 
or mm-hmm. something like, and you can almost always just like trace it in a straight line. And if I bring it to my husband, he's so literal. He'll be like, well, I guarantee it's because this, this, and this is going on at their house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And you can tell the difference. Like right now I have a group of girlfriends that is very like supportive and fun and nice. And I've lived in other places where I had a core group of girlfriends that was kind of cutty. Mm-hmm. And I can see the difference right now. And like, if Josh buys me a present or does something, they'll just be like, God, Josh is the fucking best. Like, he's so great. Like, Josh isn't the best. I mean, he is the best, but he's also not the best. But no husband is the best. Yeah. But it's so different to go from like, oh, well, it must be nice to just spend as much money on this, this, and this as Mm -hmm. you want versus like, oh my God, that's so nice that he's such a sweetie. Like yeah. it's very, it's very different like levels. I was gonna say it's also comforting when you have that type of group of friends because I have had different types of circles of friends over the years, just depending where I lived and what stage of life I was in. And I've had the group that felt very competitive, mm-hmm. very have to have and I felt like every time I showed up, I had to be on my A game, emotionally yes, stable, yes. physically put together. Ready to combat a criticism right. that's going to come your way. Yes. yes. And now I feel like I have a group of friends that we can just be ourselves. Like one of my good girlfriends, she's always like, I'm not cleaning my house. And I was like, well, I'm not cleaning myself. So like, we're good. Like I just yeah. finished working out and I'm coming over sweaty, no makeup and yes. yeah. workout clothes. So we're good. And- I've had those groups of friends where like, that's not acceptable mm-hmm. and they still would bring you down. And now it's like, okay, I feel comfortable enough. Like if I'm having a hard day, I can go over and be vulnerable and be with these people because they aren't critical like that. And it's yeah. just, it's such a relief to have those people. Like it's I can, I can think of these exact different conversations too, with like one group of women where it's just like the whole time you're sitting at dinner with them, you're just waiting for the next like barbing yes. comment. And it's like, and if there's like one person that's not there, even if it's one of their good friends, it's yes. just, and it's like, or that person Girl. gets up to go to the bathroom and they're like, what the fuck is she doing? Mm-hmm. Ew. Like, oh, did you hear what she said? She, oh, she's yeah. out for rocker. Like that doesn't yeah. happen in a supportive, like fulfilled no. group. And it's- and like your fulfilled group will be like, is something going on? Like you're you're a little different yes. today versus yes. talking about you behind your back when you go to the yes. bathroom. Yes. Yes. Like, or like where have you been? Out. I haven't seen you for a few days. What's going yes. on? Okay. So what needs to happen to change this author of Playing Big says- when you feel jealous of other women, find mm. yourself gossiping or wanting to take a, that's a big part of it. Wanting to take away from another woman's success. Ask mm-hmm. yourself, where have I gone astray from allowing and pursuing my own aspirations and what do I need to do to get back on my own side? It's about you and your path, not about her. Mm. So what is happening is you are telling, and I just did it on here. I went through like, what am I doing wrong to follow my own path? Obviously, I'm looking Mm -hmm. for something more fulfilling than just staying home with two kids. Right. And so I'm finding myself most envious of people that have bigger careers or more children and are seemingly more successful. And where have I strayed from my own path? And this is what women don't really understand either. Your path can change 50 times. Oh, yeah. Like, be like they were talking about back when we didn't have power or esteem or any like political um abilities women were expected to like be the same woman from 16 to 60 you weren't allowed to change your husband better get what he signed up for for his whole life or else like i have been six different fully functioning human 
and less oh, functioning yeah. human beings throughout <laughs> my 10 years of marriage, you can change your mind as much as you want. Oh, yeah. And that is something that I think makes women really uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Like I might just right. wake up one day. Like I do wake up one day and I'm like, today I have a black mullet and tomorrow I have <laughs> this. And oopsies, I ended up getting a lip blush that turned in. Like you can yeah. be 55 different things. I wanted to nothing more than to be a stay-at-home mom for the duration of my kids' 18 years home when I married my husband. And now I'm like, uh, I want to do this, 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 and this and get these kids in school and have a life and do this. And it changes every other day too. So Mm -hmm. figure out what is fulfilling, but it's super fucking hard too. It is. And what's fulfilling for you isn't necessarily fulfilling for others Mm, and vice versa. And I think we need to remember that because I know being a stay-at-home mom, people have even made little comments like, oh, well, like, what do you do all day? What do you do all day? I'm like, if you knew. Yeah. How are you tired? You don't work and god oh yeah we talked about that in the adhd episode where my uh psychiatrist was like you don't really need medication because you don't have a job and i was like i have to keep humans small humans alive like it's kind of a job and i and not just keep them alive but keep them thriving yeah it's a whole different that's a in whole a pandemic, thing. in their yes. homeschooling, and they need social interaction, and they're emotionally unstable seven-year-olds, and like, mm-hmm. fucking help me. <laughs> I would be interested to see if when women were more on an even keel playing ground, like they yeah. didn't have rights, they all had the same expectations, if there was as much criticism or if there was more support building each other up. Oh, that's really true too. Okay, so like let's take our minds to like – the Mad Men era and like what everybody just sat home all day and cooked for their husbands all day. Or even like before that, because then I feel like there was yeah. competition and like my house is more perfect. Yeah. But I'm thinking of True. more like even maybe different cultures where women work together to Ooh. feed their children yes. and there's not this competition of my husband has more money. So we have nicer clothes. We have a nicer house. It's all like we live in an even playing field. We live in the same neighborhood. We have the same size house. And I would just be interested to see. I bet that there's a lot more like building each other up. I guarantee because you're relying on each other to help with each other's children. Even my neighbors that I've started sharing child duty with, like I have one neighbor that I watch her son for stuff she has to do at night and she watches my son for stuff I have to do during the day. Yeah. We've become more collaborative just because we are relying on each other. Exactly. And so I would just be interested to see if there's – Oh, I want to do a social experiment. How could we do it? I mean, we just have to form our own little community where we live in Okay, well, that's already been our – that's already been our goal. So, I mean, I guess we have to do it for uh, (laughs) research purposes at this And if you think about it, like they wore like all similar clothes, like it's just – Yeah. It's completely different. And I do think that there is – this is a little – they were always competing for the alpha male, so – Oh, that's true. Let's Um, do this all day. This is so fun. (laughs) I feel like I'm stoned right now and we're just doing like a weird sit around the bonfire stone tangent. Exactly. Let's do it. (laughs) I'll bring the supplies. Jenna's stoned uh, (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But I think that there also is a fine line between gossiping and talking down about a person, especially if the person's not present and voicing concerns. Yes. And I think that as women – it is part of our duty to make sure that each other are okay. Mm-hmm. And so I know that I have voiced concerns with other people. Like 
I'll use this as an example. It's made up. So say Janelle and I have a lot of mutual friends. She kind of left us all here. So no, I'm just kidding. So yeah, say yeah. that Janelle still lived here and she wasn't like coming out of her house. And every time I saw her, she wasn't wearing makeup and she wasn't wearing, when I say nice clothes, I don't even mean like regular clothes. Like whenever Janelle gets like in workout clothes, like they're cute workout clothes. Mm -hmm. So she's wearing like sweatpants and this is nothing against Janelle, but this is out of her norm. Yes. And so if she had always dressed like that, it wouldn't be a concern. And so say that a friend and I got together and we're like, have you noticed this about Janelle? Like she's not saying anything's going on. I think we need to figure out what's going on with her or if she's just completely changed her look and be supportive. I don't personally consider that gossiping. No. And I think then if you're doing that, talking about concerns, then you need to do a call to action. And -hmm. I think that's a completely different thing versus just like, have you noticed Janelle is like not looking good anymore? Oh my gosh. Yes. I've noticed that. And in the conversation there, it's like, no, let's figure out like what's going on with her and do that call to action and kind of group together. Because sometimes as women, it's hard for us to come to each other, especially if you're in these competitive circles where everything's perfect everyone looks perfect, everyone acts perfect, to be vulnerable because you don't want to be that one person that's like, here's all my problems. But let's face it, no, we all have No, you're completely right. And I've had this exact thing happen, I think, twice in the last month. I have We have a girlfriend and in our group here who was going through like kind of a weird uptick in her divorce and mm-hmm. having trouble with her like personal stuff within the divorce. And me Aww. and another girlfriend sat down and were like, this is kind of getting out of hand. Like, I, who's going to talk to her? Yeah. And we set like the stage for like, who's going to talk to her. And then if you talk to her and find out it's worse than we think, I want you to call me and we're going to like sit down and have like a full figure it out session. And see, that's perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. you can't just like sit and be like, oh, what's she doing? What's she doing? What's Mm -hmm. she doing? And this friend after the fact has come and said like, wow, I was really in a full on like spiral. I was being really like this was out of control. Like, I appreciate you guys standing by me and telling me when I've gone too far. And like, you can't just be like, oh my God, she's being crazy. Like, I'm glad I'm not her. You, if you love someone, you want to figure it out yeah otherwise don't talk about it so if you don't love someone enough that you will fix it and talk to them don't fucking talk about it exactly yeah I wish talk about it be about (laughs) it don't talk about it (laughs) so finally how do we do better what is an appropriate response when you feel attacked which I'll let you guys read this but um the one part I want I put an exclamation point next to Mm. I want to invite everyone to try on this radical idea Feedback can never tell you anything about you. It can only tell you about the person giving you the feedback. I thought that was an interesting thing because it was talking about like if my boss is critical Mm -hmm. and I take it really personal, am I doing the right thing or is my boss just – they want you to reframe it in a matter of my boss wants this from me, so how do I give my boss that from me and not make it, oh, I'm a bad person. And if you don't care – it's so hard, but this article goes through step by step how to do it. And it even has like a link to um, like a live talk on how to do it. So it says, if you write a blog that's super popular, that doesn't tell you that you are a good writer. It tells you that something about certain people your readership connects with. So mm-hmm. even praise doesn't necessarily tell you anything about you. It just tells you that the product you're producing is desirable or undesirable. So it's trying to train you to remove that if someone criticizes something about you, to pull it away from you and say, what is that person saying about this? For example, if your boss tells you you are a fabulous manager, that doesn't tell you anything about you or even your managerial skills. It tells you that what your boss 
likes something about what you are doing. Same, if your boss tells you you're a poor manager, that just tells you that your boss doesn't like something in the way you are doing something. It doesn't say So like, let's take that to like a social aspect and get into like catty women. So like, what does that say about like, if somebody's like, oh, you're putting on some weight, like what does that say? So basically what it says in here is, if we can instead begin to see feedback as important, but remain emotionally neutral. So oh, good luck. If this, <laughs> but if you work on it, I think you can probably like cognitive behavioral therapy works. It's the kind yeah. of therapy you go to, but you would have to put so much work into it. But it says, mm-hmm. it's interesting if you think about it. So if someone says, oh, you put on a bunch of weight. So it says in here, assuming that this is a boss, a client, a colleague. So if this person is someone we want to work with effectively or reach, example, right. a boss, a client, a colleague, or a customer, we still need to take that feedback very seriously and incorporate yes. it. But we do so in order to be effective in working with them, not right. Because we need to think something is wrong with ourselves and fix it. And if this is a person that is criticizing you that you don't need their approval or appreciation, you don't have to talk to them again. Okay. So, I mean, it's hard if I you're think in that's a neighborhood and it's somebody you have to collaborate right. with because you mm-hmm. probably will have to talk to them again. But you can definitely put on like the yeah. – I have neighbors that I have – I don't, uh, that's lies, but like if I was a functional human being right. that didn't overshare like my pap smear results, <laughs> you can put on a, like Josh has people that in the neighborhood that are like in our friend groups that he doesn't love and he mm-hmm. just has a very flat affect with them and doesn't engage with them. And if they try to yeah. bring him into a conversation, he just keeps it one word. Like, that's how I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to share everything with them because they have been highly critical and rude. And so that makes sense. Like, and I think that's a a good point is criticism in a workplace is completely different than criticism in a social mom world. Yes. Or dad world or whatever you're in. Yeah, there's dad world criticism too. Like my kids are not, well, my oldest is not athletic. My youngest probably will be, but hasn't had a chance because of the pandemic. But like there's people that say stuff like Zach was Mm -hmm. playing tackle football outside yesterday and I was like, oh my God, this is, (laughs) Josh must be just like, but Josh doesn't care because sports don't matter to Josh, but there will be dads that are like, oh God, like, and Josh is like, there's going to be parents that say shitty stuff about Zach's athleticism, but they don't know that dude's going to be like a stand-up comedian that you're going to be paying to see. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So this is like a little off topic, but I think it's an interesting point. So as a kid, I struggled with anxiety, as you know. And one thing I really struggled with was karma. And so I used to think whenever I thought a negative comment about anyone that then I was leaning towards the bad karma so more negative things would happen in my life. That's OCD, by the way, if you didn't know. Someone I know um, has OCD, had OCD as a child and had similar feelings. Really? And I was, it was so bad. And so it was like, even say you saw someone in a two-piece swimsuit and their belly is like fully hanging over. If I even thought like a slightly negative thought, then I would lean towards the negative karma and then bad things would happen. And then whenever something negative happened in my life, I would think back and all these like things that I did. moments that you couldn't control. Came into my mind. And so I like... It's awful that I went through that as a kid because that is not that a stable is and that is like very... I hope that our kids will tell us if that's happening I know. to them because kids hide this shit and it's so scary. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. And that was very yeah. like, I was always in like flight mode because mm-hmm. my thoughts, I had to overpower these thoughts, anything negative. Even if I thought something negative about my mom, like, oh, she's being mean. I wouldn't let myself and all this stuff. Anyways, but it's really reframed 
my thinking. And mm-hmm. so as a kid, I would always say in my head, whenever you see someone, like if you don't know them, focus on something positive, focus on something positive. And so I wouldn't let myself see the negative. Yeah. And so I've learned to like compliment people a lot more yeah. because of that. So like, that's like a shitty situation that I was but in. It's as a not, kid, this but this isn't a bad example <laughs> either is like, I, and this is, let's do off topic corner. So, but this is actually yeah. a really good thing to practice. One of the trainers on Peloton, when she issues a hard challenge, she's like, okay, now we're going to go on an 8% grade and we're going to run at an 8% or, or at an eight or higher. And she says, your first thought is, I can't fucking, you can't control your first thought. You can Mm -hmm. control your second thought. Yes. So you seeing someone and thinking something quickly, you can't control your first thought, but your second thought is Jenna says, okay, let me go and see something positive about this person. No human beings can control their mammal or their lizard first thought about people or Mm -hmm. a scary experience. Or I see someone and I'm like, oh my God, she's so pretty. Fuck her. No one can control that. My first Mm -hmm. thought is always, she's so pretty. Fuck her. In like a funny way, usually. 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 But then, and then I get to meet her and she's super nice too. And then I'm like, double fuck her. (laughs) Um, But you can't control your first thought, but then you can control your second Mm -hmm. thought. And had you known that as a child, you wouldn't have been doing the karma dance. No. And so like, I remember as a kid, like, cause it was a, like an exact situation. Like I saw this lady in a two piece swimsuit and you know, now we have this movement. Now of, we're that lady. Right. And now there's this movement of every body's a bikini body. Back then it was not like that. Like, no, no not at all. And so it was like, in your house like, all fucking summer <laughs> if you had an extra five pounds on you. Right. And it was like, you know, do you see her? What is she doing? And so I remember my first thought being like, oh my gosh, cause that's what I was conditioned to do. And then my second thought was, oh, I wish I had that confidence. And so yes. I've trained myself to do that. But like I said, it wasn't in a healthy way at the time. But if we can yourself. rethink that. So yeah, you might think something negative about somebody, but then try and reframe your thinking to something positive, And hopefully those will start to be the words that you share and shed. Yeah. And, and if you're the and- one that's criticizing, sit back and say, why am I doing this? Why am mm-hmm. I bringing other people down what do I need to do for myself? Is it an insecurity? Is it because I'm unhappy in my marriage or my life? Or what is it? And hopefully you can figure that out. It's so hard. And like they have this article, which I won't read all the steps, but it has a very in-depth guide step-by-step on how to diagnose and address your inner critic which you can't really figure out why you're criticizing other people until you identify your inner critic. And so I will link this article, but it is extremely important for women to identify their inner critic. And then the final thought of diagnosing your inner critic is really important once you go through and read this article. We need to learn how to go for our dreams, even if our inner critic rant and rave about them. So In the answer to the question, we don't need to silence our inner critic. Mm-hmm. We learn to not take direction from them. We learn Ooh, how I to like hear that. that pa- yes, we learn how to hear the panicked voice of self-doubt and not be run by it. Which is exact. Which is basically mm-hmm. just saying you can't control your first thought, but you can control your second thought. Mm-hmm. So in the training for running, when she says, "All right, eight eight percent incline at an eight or higher," my first thought is, "Get the fuck off this treadmill! You're gonna get hurt. You're too old for this. Oh my god, mm-hmm. you can't!" And my second thought is, "I can try it." And then I can always stop. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies to like you said, the first time you see somebody and we were so conditioned as kids to like be afraid of different bodies Mm -hmm. that 
of course your first thought is, oh my God. Your mm-hmm. second thought is then training. You trained yourself. Your second thought is, okay, so what is something great about mm-hmm. this person? And I don't think that that's a we- you just went about it a weird a weird gen right. way. It did. Where now as adults, we, I know, a weird ge- child weird gen way. Yep. Where now as adults we can practice mm-hmm. not letting our inner critic guide how we relate to other people. Our inner yeah. critic is going to be there, and we can identify it, and we can like say like. Oh, no, no, no. You get to say what you want to say, but then I'm going to make the actual action after it. And it's not going to be to speak ill about someone else because I have insecurities. Well, and I think that the article kind of touched on in that last point too is our inner critic criticizing ourselves. I think that that's also a big starting point because chances are the people who are sitting there criticizing others their self-talk is probably worse than what they're saying about uh, others. That's a big part about it too, is when I hear somebody criticizing someone else, I'm like, oh, how do you talk to yourself throughout yep. the day? This sounds terrible. Exactly. And so that's also something to remember, like they're hurting most likely. I think there's they're always exceptions and, to the rule, but Oh yeah. yeah. There's just <laughs> assholes too. Exactly. But like, for the most part, I, be- mm-hmm. I choose to believe that humanity is good and there are not people out there just in- instinctively trying to damage other people. Right. I think that there are people out there that are hurting that it's easier to put that hurt on this. It's like holding like a hot, the hot potato, like you pat, right. you want to pass it on. They don't want to sit and feel the inadequacies that they feel. So like pass it to someone mm-hmm. else and put it on someone else and put it on Sharon down the street. And like, yeah, that doesn't. Really okay. Work so now here's my question for you. Okay. So I understand like if you're in a social situation and there's multiple people and somebody's talking bad about somebody you can nip that in the bud. You can change the subject. You can be like, okay, but like maybe something else is going on with her. Like, let's talk about that and redirect the conversation to concerns versus criticism leads to action. Like we talked about, but what if it's a one-on-one situation and somebody is saying something negative to you? Do you sit there and stand up for yourself? Do you ignore it? Like, what do you think? Like, so if, if someone you were is saying like, something about me to me. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody came up to you and they're like, oh, Janelle, looks like you went a little heavy on the lip filler. <laughs> like, what do you say? It's hard because I fuck around with my face a lot and people have stuff to say about it. But, but like, I, like, you really like it. You love it. I love it. Yeah. I honestly think that's coming from a place of insecurity if they're saying that. Because a true friend would be like, Janelle, like, I, I really think – you went a little heavy, like, let's talk about this. Like but Josh if somebody said to is me, like, like, your face is perfect. I don't know why right. you feel the need to play with it all the time. Yes. <laughs> and see, like, and I'm saying this is like an off-topic yeah. example. You know that mm-hmm. because yeah. I would come to you with concerns. But mm-hmm. if somebody said that to you and it's something that you love about yourself, like, what do you say? Or if it's something you're insecure about, say you're carrying an extra 10 pounds of COVID weight and you haven't seen somebody and they come up to you and they're like, Janelle, like... COVID got to you, like you put on some weight. I literally don't even know what I would say because I think I would just be like, oh my God, gross. Because I just don't have like a filter to take in criticism that I don't feel is warranted or people's Mm -hmm. business. I also am so self-deprecating that I will be the first person to point out something about myself before anyone else will. Same here. Like I went to a party the other night and I was super PMSy, so I was wearing like my Spanx leather pants and like a big sweatshirt and a p- pajama bra but like that just happens to kind of be in style right now and right. everybody was like oh my god you look like you're ready to go 
be photographed for Instagram. And I was like, well, actually, uh, I'm wearing these pants because my jeans aren't fitting right now. And they're Spanx. And they're like, well, you're wearing leather pants. Like we were supposed to wear like and I was like, these are comfortable. They're stretchy Spanx. They're not leather pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. What would you say? I don't know what I, I, don't I know. I take criticism so personal that would I you think- clam up and just hold it in. I think I would like accept the criticism, which sounds Uh, awful. I know. And so it's like, (laughs) I think it depends what it is. So say it's like what it is and who it is, right? And so, yeah, there's, I've gotten comments over, yeah, about my hair. Like, oh my gosh, your hair is like white. And I've said, yeah, it's what I I wanted. I really, really, it costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, that's not something I'm insecure about as well. It's like, this is what I like. But I think if it was like a weight comment, I think I would take it really personal. But I just don't, I don't, that's the hard one. I think my first instinct is to just kind of brush it off. And then I will probably distance myself from that person, honestly. Um, See, I'm not, we're so, like, I would say, like, mm, thanks. And then I would like, totally be fine with being around that person more because it like some part of me enjoys like making people feel a little bit uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, I think if it was like a compliment that I wasn't insecure about, it would be different. You know, true. Yeah, and yeah. So it's like, I get a okay, lot well, of maybe like, you like my hair, and that's why you're commenting on yes, it. Yes, I think that's true. And I also get like, you know, I have short hair, so I get short hair compliment or short hair over compliments or like, oh, I could never wear my hair like that. And I'm like, why? Okay, well, I you could. And they're like, oh, yeah. my husband would hate it, and I'm like, my husband loves it. Yeah, like I've gone through this okay. whole thing with short hair multiple times. So you have like, like some good comebacks, like for well, it. it's just. I like my hair the way it is. I, mm-hmm. my husband thinks it like my husband thinks I'm hot with short hair and long hair. Like yeah. I wish, I wish I could cut my hair off and he'd leave me alone. I would, right. I, de- I would do any, <laughs> I would do anything to my body that would just <laughs> give me yeah. a vacation. <laughs> but, and so maybe our call to action should also be that when people say stuff like that, tell them that it makes you feel like shit. Yes. And, but then I do think you also get into the. Oh, I was just joking. Or oh, can't you Ugh. take a joke? And then just it's joking. I think or can't then you take just a say, joke is so lame. And so then I think say, that's when you need to say to get them immediately. Yeah. And then I think that's when you need to say like, yeah, it might have been a joke to you, but it hurt my feelings. And so maybe that's something I'll work on. I've dropped mm, interesting joke. Ooh, that's a good one. Hmm, interesting joke. If you could see my face yeah. right now, it's very like. I just smelled like bad fish. Yeah. Mm, interesting joke. Cause and like, then they're like, oh, you're being sassy. Well, oh, my God. If somebody ever told me I was being sassy, I'd be like, oh, my God, go back to uh, – let's do it right now, Jenna. Okay. Let's do okay. it. Let's okay. Do Jenna's going to say uh, – Jenna's going to say something snarky about me, and I'll see if I can just, like, defend her without being a mega bitch. Okay. Because this is somebody we want to maintain a relationship with or we don't care about. Oh, you cut your hair really short. Does your husband even like that? Oh my God. I wish he didn't. It would be ideal, but he loves it. Oh, my husband would hate that and he would never let me. I totally get that. I get that like some husbands aren't into it, but like also it's uh, 2022 and husbands don't get to say if you can or can't cut your hair. Ooh, we're being a little sassy today. I mean, my husband thinks it's hot and I think it's hot, so. Done. Yeah, it's just it's the hair one is a big one, and I, I really? Twyla, who we've had on the show, yeah, well, I know she mentioned every yeah. part of me is so like obviously like I've had a lot of like different. We can do a cosmetic procedures episode too. Yeah, uh, every part of me has had some like alterations to it because I think yeah. it's Josh is like, why do you keep doing that? I'm like, why do people keep getting tattoos? Like some people think tattoos are really fun. <laughs> 
Yep. I think like playing around with my appearance is really fun. It's yep. no different than tattoos. People that like getting tattoos, right? I'm yeah. doing per- this is like, what you like. Exactly. I'm doing semi permanent and permanent things that I think it's fun to like play around with how my body and my face looks, and yeah. it's no different. It's spending the same money basically. Like yeah. people will make comments about my hair a lot, and Twyla, who we've had on the show, will say like somebody will say my husband would never let me, or Twyla's big one is. That haircut looks good on you. I could never pull it off, mm. which is such a cutty way to say. And Charlie says, yeah, you're right. You probably couldn't. Like, okay. oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait to say that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You probably couldn't. You don't really know. Yeah. Like, oh, God, how bitchy and delicious is that? Yeah. <laughs> but then that does kind of get into I love it, but it does kind of get into like that bitchy like caddy. I but don't know if is I'd be it a person it. you wouldn't but is it a person yeah. that you want to if it's a neighborhood no. person you're not going to say it to another neighborhood mom right. that your kid wants to play with her fucking kid yeah but you will say it to the drunk girl at the restaurant on a Saturday night in downtown Chicago yeah that's a good I would point gladly say it to a drunk girl in a restaurant yeah. line outside of Chicago and hopefully it'll like start shutting that shit down because that's ridiculous and like I said I'm really lucky right now our bubble is still pretty small And I think that's one thing that COVID blessed us with is that I'm like, these are the people I'm going to invest my time with. Mm -hmm. And they don't criticize like that. Mm -mm. It's just building each other up and we can come to each other with problems. But I have been in those social situations. And so I personally need to start standing up a little more and having my comebacks ready and Everything. Well, and I just I I was at a gathering last weekend, and there was a new neighbor there that I hadn't met. That we've been trying, you know, she was being really COVID cautious, and we were being not as COVID cautious as her. And she was like, "Oh, we finally got to meet." And I was being ex- like kind of extra obnoxious that night. And one of my other neighbors was like, "See, you finally got to meet Chanel. This is how she is all the time." And I was like. <laughs> Someone could probably think that's insulting, but like I kind of like yeah. it. Like, yeah, my brain. Just and if you do think it's insulting, then we need to just start standing up for each other. And exactly, if somebody is telling you that what you're saying hurts their feelings, even if that wasn't your intention, sit back and yes. say, maybe I should have delivered that a different way. Oh my so. god, yeah, that's oh, that's a great call to action too. If someone says something to you like, oh, don't ever like if you're the person that's replying with like, oh, I was just joking. If you're catching yourself saying, oh, I was just joking more than like once a month. Yeah. Even once a month is too much. I can't think of the last times I said I was, oh my God, I was just joking. Right. Like in that Unless I actually was. Like sometimes I will be just joking with Josh and he'll take it personal and I'll be like, I'm just, I was just joking. I really apologize. That was, that had no ill intention behind it. Yeah. But like with another woman, if she were to say like, oh, that hurts my feelings, I'd be like, oh. I am so sorry. My delivery must have been bad or like the the mm-hmm. content was not how I meant it. Like I really apologize. Like if you're delivering, right. I'm just joking a lot. Think about if you are just joking. Yeah. And it's just We're coming it, at both sides of this. Yeah. There you go. And you need to remember like some people are empath and take things completely different. I was in this um, That's a good point too. birthing group and this mom afterwards like messaged me and was like, I'm so sorry. I said, I don't even remember what it was. This was seven and a half years ago. Da 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 da. Afterwards, I just kept cringing. And the whole time on the drive home, I just kept cringing, thinking I said that to you. And I didn't even remember her saying something. It was like I had said something and she was just like, oh, why would you do that? Or something, you know, like challenging it or something. And I didn't even think anything of it. And it was just interesting to hear that she thought that she offended me. And I was like, I don't even remember you saying that. And I'm usually the first to like take things very critical. And so it meant a lot to me that she acknowledged it and that it bothered her. And so even though I didn't take criticism to it, the fact Mm. that she addressed it and said something afterwards 
meant a lot to me. And like, we're still- But that's a great call to action too. Call to action number three. If you say something and it makes you feel cringe afterwards, just send a message. Yep. Apologize. There's nothing wrong with that. We've all done it. There's no loss. Yeah. Oh my God. I say five things a day that I'm like, ew. Yeah. Or like somebody tells you like one of their- really big secrets and you're like, oh my gosh, no, ew. And then yes. it's like, oh shit, like I need you can't to be supportive. Say, ew. Yeah. So <laughs> if you did that, be upfront about it and and apologize. We came at this from all avenues. Mean girl, uh receiver of mean girl and like how to make uh, look at us and just workplace producing a boom boom well rounded podcast. I'm proud of us as we come up on our one year. It's like we've almost figured it out, but we've also just given up entirely on how we look. I hope you guys – we'll put a screenshot up for you. And I'm also a little so red because I had one margarita. Jenna had a singular red. margarita last night and her whole face is red. Mm-hmm. You it's don't even, do, you even have your, do you even have your ring light on or are you hiding I in the do, shadows? do and it helps. Let me see. Ah! Can... Yeah, when Jenna first got on, I was like, you are red. One margarita, Jenna's yep. done. And there's a fire pit and all of that and it's like – Oh, I love that. I could also Gosh, be a little sunburnt because it's really sunny. We were outside. We logged nice eight you. hours outside. Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, we I think we got three and I was like, Yes, okay. Chicago. Hey, right? Chicago three hours and That's... I had hypothermia all night, even though everybody was like in t shirts because it was like fifty five degrees. Here. Oh, oh, that's too cold for me. Once yep. again we've digressed. I'm gonna chop this whole part off of the podcast. Okay, so again, um send us in. We're gonna do a podcast on cringy things your kids have said, which mm-hmm. is becoming quite a fun um topic. <laughs> My friend said it because we were talking about stuff that we either said or our kids said. And she was like, you should do this as a topic. And I was like, that's good. She was like, it will be hilarious. And I was like, oh, yes. Kids say the creepiest things to people sometimes. And then what other call? uh, Like, subscribe. What do the professional podcasters say? Like, subscribe and leave a review. Ooh, right? leave a review, leave a review. Um, or also just come on our Instagram page and tell us a funny story about something that happened. Some of the like stories that we've been getting lately are so good. I yes. can't take it. And, <laughs> and if you, you ever have a topic idea, that's yes. true. If you ever have a topic idea, tell us because you can submit it through the website or Instagram, whatever, however you want. Uh, we seriously take those to heart. Like yeah. cringy episodes was one, um, ADHD, occupational therapy, all of those were suggestions suggestions and we had actually a lot other one a lot of other ones how to talk to kids about grief all of these were suggestions that we mm-hmm. take to heart and and we'll i think on the website you. it's fully anonymous so you can go on and just be like i wish that um janelle didn't have such a bad burnout voice and like you can just leave whatever no um, don't be critical <laughs> be leave us critical go on and tell us what you don't like about us and we will take it to our to the heart but no that's something else so like if you have tips or if you have a story about like working through a critical um situation with a friend or a coworker, mm-hmm. we are happy to hear those and we'll do another episode if this is interesting to people that focuses on just mom groups or just workplace mm-hmm. or I mean I'm gonna probably have to do another episode on this if I send my kids to school next year because I'm really gonna have to be back in the that's another thing that we don't have right now is we're not in the throes of the social hierarchy of kids in school, which mm-hmm. I remember even in preschool was like who's the leader of the preschool PTA. I was on both. Well, most of them aren't because they don't allow a lot of that stuff. And it's now like our preschool before was like in-person drop-off. Now it's car drop-off. So you don't really get the politics behind it anymore, which is nice and not nice because that's also how we met each other and a lot of our other friends. I know, but like there'll be kids sports. We'll be getting into that eventually. Oh, that's a whole other thing, but yeah. 
I mean, I won't for until Mikey's old enough. Yeah. (laughs) So with that, call your therapist. And take your meds. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.